grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text for this day is Matthew chapter 21. Here again the part that reads, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe him. This is a part of our text. Right before the reading of this text, Jesus has just cleaned house. And if you ever known that if you clean house, something is going to change. There's something bigger that's coming up. Maybe it's company. Maybe it's a change of season. But if you can't see the reason, there is, or I should say, there are questions. The chief priests and the elders want to know. They have questions. Well, there's a porch in the back of our first house that we had. The door was locked and the shutters were closed. My brother and sister and I, we thought that it would be a great place to play. For we had... And so we started cleaning up and there were puffs of dust as we swept the floor, and as just like a smoldering fire, those billows of dust went up and floated out into the whole house. Just like a quiet day on the Canadian plains. Yes. Did we notice? No. No, we were on a mission, thinking that our parents would be so proud of us for cleaning it up. Like fiery authority of the chief priests of the temple, my mom questioned us, who told you or who told you that you could go in there? Yeah, who told you? Who gave you the right? And so the chief priests and the elders of the people came to Jesus and asked him with parental authority, by what authority are you doing these things and who gave the authority? Well, that should be an easy answer, right? Jesus, he's the son of God. He's our brother. He's the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the fulfillment of the temple, the Savior of the world. But Jesus has a question for them. I also will ask you a question. And if you answer, I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John. Where did it come from? Heaven or from man? Oh, if you're watching what's going on, you're reading what's going on, you begin to wonder, why is Jesus doing it this way? Is he trying to get himself in trouble? Because these are the top authorities, both religiously and in many ways politically, under Rome. Jesus questions, corners them to give an answer, and they give an answer. They want to win the argument. They want to save face. They their authority. They consider the political results of each answer that they could give. So they discuss it among themselves. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, we're afraid of the crowd, where they all hold that John is a prophet. But what about the truth? The truth falls by the wayside in their indecision. They want to end the discussion. And so they answer, Jesus, we do not know. 
But Jesus will not let them go and tells them this parable which ends with a question, which two of the sons did the will of the Father? You know that day, the elders of the people and the chief priests could have walked away. But they stay in the conversation like an abused in a toxic relationship, and they say, the first. As I considered the reading for this morning and applied it to myself, I rephrased the question of by whose authority to Jesus, what are you doing with me? There are many times in my life I have asked, I have begged, I have petitioned the Lord, Lord Jesus, just what in the world are you doing with me? And I'm sure to greater or lesser degree you have had the same experience. Maybe it was a loss of job, maybe it was a loss of a spouse or cancer, maybe it's turmoil in your family. Maybe it's a decision about something, about where the direction, well, maybe it is all the different directions that you have as options, and none of them are where you want to go. As the chief priests and the elders of the people consider their own personal lives and being confronted with Jesus and his word, I can only imagine that they may be asking the same question personally. Jesus, what do you want to do with us? Well, we know. Jesus knows as what we hear from Philippians 2, therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed him, him the name that is above every name, so that, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth to the glory of the Father. You see, either a person can go ahead and confess now or they can confess later under compulsion. A person can bow and confess in the joy of being saved or in sorrow of not believing the truth. That's the Lord's return on Judgment Day. Jesus also taught us, hasn't he, that after a person cleans their life up and there's nothing to fill it, Seven spirits worse than the first will come, and the state of that person will be worse than the first. Matthew chapter 12. And so in the discussion of the chief priests and the elders of the people, we are seeing these words starting to bear fruit in their lives. They have made their livelihood, <clears throat> and they have staked their reputations what they believe that the Scriptures say but they won't believe what the Scriptures say about Jesus. For Jesus himself is the center of all of this Bible, all of the Scriptures. But then why does Jesus make it so difficult for these religious leaders? The answer is the same. When God brings challenges and difficulties and problems into our lives, we read in 1 Timothy 2, God our Savior who desires all, all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And so the questioning of our faith and the troubles we have, when they're hard to accept, 
or excuse me, the questioning of our faith and the troubles we have is hard to accept when we already believe in Jesus. When we think that we already trust in Jesus, that's not difficult for you, then praise God. But if you are having a hard time with why things are the way they are, or why God allows things to come into your life and you don't want them to happen, then these words are for you and for me. There is a simple answer to our question, and that is that Jesus wants us to trust him completely. For he is our only Lord and our only Savior, our only source of hope. Jesus tells the parable of the two sons. One says he will, and he doesn't. The other says he won't, and he does. Well, you know, human beings are much like that, and we are as well. On one hand, we have trouble following through. On the other hand, we change our minds. But the Lord knows we are teachable. Jesus knows that we are salvageable, that he desires our salvation. And as his children baptized in him, he wants to give us new life. Just as it was for him, there is going to be a point at which we will lose everything. Remember the chief priests and the teachers of the law? If we let Jesus go on like this, we'll lose our place. But they also said to Jesus on the cross, He trusts God. Let God deliver him now if he, excuse me, if he desires him. At our death, Jesus wants us to be able to trust him so completely so that when others say they trust God, let God deliver them now. And he did, and he will. To the chief priests and the people, or the elders of the people, Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of heaven before you, for John came in the way of righteousness and you did not believe in him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds or believe him. Trusting solely in Jesus for our salvation, we will never have to hear those words. However, we hold fast to the word of life so that, that on the day of Jesus Christ, that on the day of Jesus Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain, as Paul said, for we know that there is sin salvation, there is no salvation in anyone else, for there is no other name given among men by which we must be saved. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.